What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you once again, rocking with you on this wonderful, wonderful Tuesday in May. We are almost wrapping up the spring football season in the FCS. As you guys know, here at Get the Ball Rolling, we absolutely love uh, college football. We love our ops, our observations. We love everything that we we see, we do. Everything revolves around football. Um. Kind of a crazy weekend this week, and I'm excited to get into it with you. Uh, we only had two games. Uh, we're, like I said, barreling down towards the end. Uh, and so this week, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We'll talk about the two games and that we saw, what we saw. And then we will also uh, jump into kind of going forward. What is it going to be looking like? Uh, some of the questions that I have. And then again, some of our predictions, uh, because that's what we do. Uh, and uh, I have a little bit of a thought for you as far as predictions go. Anyway, so for those of you, uh, hopefully, you know, you guys watch the game. If not, South Dakota State and Sam Houston State move on to face each other in the national championship. I actually took South Dakota State. I took them um, uh, super early in the betting line. It was minus seven, and uh, I believe it moved all the way to eight and a half. Uh, for the and, and 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 newcomers to to the podcast, we love betting lines. I love college football. Uh, I think you know uh, I'm I'm totally into to, to to the sports gambling business and stuff. I think it's it's awesome. I think it adds a different element. Uh, it's really easy to say. Well, I think so and so is going to win. Well, okay. Well, are you going to say that they win by seven, or are you going to say that they score over forty seven points combined between the two? That is what I believe is fun for the fans, uh, and I think it gives us a completely different, uh, you know, look and feel of the game and what we do going forward. Next, uh, so so I took them minus seven. Uh, I I knew I I knew it was going to be. I, I said uh, the line really should be minus nine. Ends up being a complete blowout. South Dakota State looks like the best team in the nation going into. Uh, you know, the national championship game and the kind of fought back adversity against SIU. And now they're going into the championship game against Sam Houston. And uh, I'm excited to to watch that game. Now, I'm going to say this uh, coming as a University of Utah fan. And uh, this is going along the lines of the Sam Houston JMU game. When you have a team that is always, you know, it feels like they're always living on a prayer. They're always, you know, a, a, a stop away from, from uh, you know, winning it. Or if they are a play away from losing it. Whatever happens, it is not a good position to be in. I like the Seattle Seahawks. Even though I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I really like Russ. My wife is from Washington. She likes them. Kind of been indoctrinated to like them, even though I'm a Buccaneers fan. By and by, I we watch a lot of Seattle Seahawks games, and it feels that like at Seattle, time and time again, it's always down to the last drive, the last play. It's on Russell's shoulders. Feels like that a little bit for the University of Utah. <laughs> when we play against the best teams, especially USC, it is always extremely close, and it comes down to one or two plays. If they go, if one goes our way, great. If not, oh well. 
So when I look at it, I feel like Sam Houston, I, I didn't take him to beat Monmouth. I had Monmouth. They were 18 yards. Well, well I, I believe they're on the 18-yard line. I could be wrong, but don't check me on that. They were inside the red zone. They needed a defensive play to stop it. And they end up doing it. Congratulations. Their defense is their strength. The next week, North Dakota State. North Dakota State's driving in the fourth quarter. North Dakota State hardly has any any offense really that entire game, except really in the, the you know the half of the last half of the third, going into the fourth. Then they kind of got things going, and it was a play away. And if that quarterback connects with the tight end and he catches it, then it should be good. All right, we are. I believe it was twenty-four to seven at halftime. We are very very close. It is absolutely crazy, and a two-minute period absolutely disrupts the entire thing that I that I had been seeing, the entire flow of the game. They come back and beat JMU, and again, it comes down to the JMU kicker missing a field goal, and that that was that. So as, as I look at this, I'm like, when you're playing like that, you're going to have the ball bounce your way. And, and, and I actually, I, I, I call it bounces. I have a spreadsheet that I follow. Bounces or, or you know, close wins. And over a 10-year period. Now, this is, this is a really big period. It always evens out, right? And even though you might think that Alabama gets the calls, it always evens out in the end, right? It's, it's the law of averages. Eventually, it will all come back to the mean or the, you know, the right in the middle. And so that's what I see with JMU. They've been given three games three games and they haven't lost a close one so they are plus three in that category and i think it's going to be close on 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 sunday when they play in the national championship game i think it's going to be really close but when you are you know plus three in that category going into the final game you better hope that the football gods are on your side because if not you're going to find a heartbreak for as much elation as there is when you win there's also the agony of defeat when you lose. And I feel like they're kind of on borrowed time. That's why I think South Dakota State is going to win this weekend. JMU, my thoughts on them. What were you doing? I don't understand. In that, in that two-minute period, right? You're up 24 to 7, whatever, 24, 14, whatever. In that two-minute period, why did you not take a, a timeout, regroup your guys, and go, guys, there is only, all right, you only have one half. We are up 24 to 7. We just have to really run the air out of the ball. You have, you guys have been converting. You've been winning in the trenches. You've had a few balls go your way, so let's not have any balls go their way. Protect the ball, run the ball, play good defense, and we can get out of this. We don't care if they even mount a comeback. They can score incredibly fast, but we're going to take the air out of the ball with long sustained drive, and it, that is not what it looked like for James Madison. I feel like you needed to take a timeout. You needed to regroup your players, and you needed to get control of that game because it was getting out of control. I am a big JMU fan. My dad is a big JMU fan. Uh, as a coach, my dad actually used a lot of the playbooks. He, he, he said in, in, in when he was a defensive coordinator in high school, then he had reached out to JMU, and they had talked. They had collaborated. collaborated I mean, they run a super goofy 4-2-5. I love the 4-2-5. It's one of my favorite defenses, thanks to my dad. But they collaborated, and I think JMU is at the forefront of that. They've got something with the 4-2-5 and the spread. They play incredible defense. But 
I thought you got to kind of rein in the guys. They were at home. They play with a lot of swag. You see Sam Houston when they get going. They play with swag. Calm it down a little bit. Make a little bit of a make a few adjustments and then run there out of the ball. And maybe you couldn't do it. I mean, you had a special teams touchdown and stuff. Sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. I thought that when they actually came back and kind of challenged them, they kind of shrunk. And, and it is really uh, telling. I think if I'm Delaware, if I'm Albany, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Richmond, uh, Lawn, Towson, whomever in the CAA, you watch that game and you say, how did Sam Houston do it? Because virtually, I mean, this is one of the things going into this next season is we're bringing everybody back for another, you know, 11 round, 11 rounds, 11 games, right? And then we're going to have the playoffs. And, and I'm sure JMU is going to be in the playoff picture. And, you know, uh, obviously there's other outside circumstances uh, with injuries and everything, but we're not going to, we're not going to think about that because we can't determine that. But I think that you watch that game, you say, what did Sam Houston do? Because it gave you a blueprint. For a long time, JMU's only lost two North Dakota State, and you're like, well, you know, they're North Dakota State. They they kind of get the benefit of the doubt. But I think that gave them a, 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 another outline. And I think that a lot of the CAA teams, there's too much talent in the CAA to be able to look at and then and, and then adjust accordingly. That's my opinion on that and uh, kind of the games. As far as Delaware goes, uh, Nolan Henderson, I just thought he, he looked hurt in the Jacksonville State game. Uh, they d didn't get the, the, the ball on the ground very much. Uh, they, they, they struggled in, in rush blocking, and uh, that's kind of how I saw it. I mean, I thought South Dakota State was the better team. Uh, fully healthy Delaware team, maybe. I, I, I think it would be a little bit closer. But Delaware's definitely came back on the scene and, and letting everybody know in the CAA they're kind of back after uh, a couple of years. Uh, I mean, Flacco, you remember the Flacco years, but they're kind of back into the national uh, uh, prominence and stuff like that. So as we go forward th throughout the rest of the you know, the, the off season. I think there's going to be a lot of weird points, a lot of interesting developments. Again, I don't want to talk about too much about injuries, but I got to address it. I feel bad for people that tore ACLs, Achilles, all those kinds of things in the spring, because I don't know if they're going to be back. And I think that puts them at a very, you know, a very small uh, disadvantage if you want to call it that, uh, going into the spring or into the fall season from the spring, you didn't have, you know, the typical back-to-back season. I'm excited to see the FCS schools play once again against FBS schools. And I think that uh, going forward, we will, I mean, I think it's going to be uh totally different. Uh, you know, this pandemic has, has showed us a ton of different things. And the ability to, to adjust and, and stuff like that. And I hope that the, you know, the FCS can once again challenge uh, the FBS. I mean, these guys are going to have played more recently with them. And uh, I think we're going to have a couple of upsets. So that's kind of a, a little uh, tidbit of information. Another fun development that I'm looking forward to, obviously, uh, the Big Sky, big supporters of them. James Madison, I believe, is coming out to Ogden next year. I'm excited to watch them. They're going to be down also at my alma mater, proud alumnus of Dixie State University. They're going to be playing Weber State. We talked a little bit about Dixie State in the spring 
after they beat Tarleton. I'm excited. They have an absolute gauntlet. Uh, you know, the WAC kind of being reestablished once again in the FCS ranks, and uh, they're in the WAC. Uh, but uh, this next season schedule is going to be a very very tough uh you know for coach peterson and the boys but i you know what they can do it they're they're an amazing football team love them uh and i'm excited to see you know the big sky dynamics and also the missouri valley everyone was predicting that north dakota would would uh be a lot worse than what they were they came out swinging they they were welcomed into the missouri valley um, where does you and I fall in all of this? Does Illinois State come back? Because now that there's a challenger like like a North Dakota, kind of crazy. Some other teams, teams that opted out, what are they going to look like? Like Illinois State, uh, a couple years ago, uh, some of the guys at, at another company were really pumping up Illinois State that they were going to be good, and I just didn't see it. Uh, they had went, I believe it was seven wins. They were like no wins to seven wins. And I just didn't think that they could have another bounce back season with, with more wins. Again, law of averages. And uh, now, and then I haven't seen them play the Sycamores play. So what do they look like? And then the rest of the CAA teams, Towson, they didn't play. Uh, but what do they look like? Albany, Richmond, uh, some of some of my favorite teams, you know, out there. And then we have the, the upstarts. I mean, Murray State out of the Ohio Valley played a wonderful spring uh, season. What are they going to look like going into next season? What what kind of adjustments will they make? Will Coach Hood make uh, in Murray? Will they be able to challenge Jacksonville State for the crown? What does Austin P do? I knew that they uh, you know had a coaching change. They were kind of sporadic spring season. What do they look like? Everyone's forgetting about Central Arkansas, who only played in the fall. That's going to be interesting. And Campbell uh, had a really good fall season. They dominated fall. Everyone was talking about the fighting camels in the fall. What is that going to look like coming back into uh, you know the this next season? I'm excited to watch all of these games, and uh, I love that you know the streaming services now allow you to watch so many games all at once, and I'm going to absorb it all. And hopefully, we can get back a little bit onto a schedule with FBS and FCS, you know, twice a week type thing, and we'll kind of guess that. As far as predictions for the for for the fall and, and going forward and, and also for the national championship game, I'm going to give you them. I want to I want to preface my predictions with this. Uh, I started this podcast. And being around the FCS ranks, well, I mean, I grew up uh, you know, Weber State fan, and my dad's an alumnus of Weber State. You know, family went there, uh, friends went to SUU, so I've been around the FCS. And uh, I decided to do this podcast to talk about the FCS, to talk to coaches. We've had some amazing interviews, and it has really been truly special. And I'm truly grateful for all of the coaches that that you know have given me this platform, and 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 the fans as well. I mean, we get we get a significant amount of downloads, and we have. Absolutely love it. But recently, and especially this spring season, it feels like there are a lot of um, other podcasts, other platforms that have kind of popped up supporting FCS, and I'm all for it. But I will never do anything phony or that I don't think will is is truly what I believe. I feel like there's a lot of kitsch out there right now, and I'm going to be, my predictions are going to be me. 
every you know every Monday we've talked about right and wrong. You know where 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 did were my predictions right? Where was I completely wrong? I mean, I whiffed on the Monmouth pick. I'm willing to admit that. I whiffed on the Weber State SIU pick. Who cares? I'm allowed to miss things. And uh, you know, Sam Houston ruined my bet against JMU. I had JMU minus two. I said I'm taking the Dukes and had in that two minute period. Maybe it's a completely different story, but you got to admit when you're wrong. And I feel like there's a lot out there. Uh, and so I just want to reiterate here at Get the Ball Rolling, we're going to be nothing but authentic, nothing but genuine, and 100% ourselves here. And, uh, you know, we're growing and we love to see the download numbers. It is, you know, in just this two year period, our, our audience has grown exponentially. And I'm excited for this next season as we kind of usher it in. We'll do one more podcast um, after the kind of the reaction to the national championship game. And then uh, after that, we will kind of, you know, shut it down for the summer, hopefully bring on some of our fan favorites. Uh, I know Coach Freund from North Dakota really likes to come on, and and the fans really, uh, you know, talk a lot they, they message a lot about him hopefully bring on you know coach peterson coach hill uh coach warren and uh, all of all of the favorites get some of the colgate coaches back that was a big one ut mart we're, we're gonna work on to that so so stay tuned for get the ball rolling but i just wanted to preface that that uh we'll never we don't i, do, I don't like division i'm going to give you my opinion you can agree or disagree i, I want you to disagree i want you to agree but i'm never going to do anything that that isn't a hundred percent authentic to get the ball rolling and and what we what we uh, do here as far as predictions go I'm going to make a a prediction as far as the national championship game goes uh, the lines opened minus four I think that is a perfect line uh, however you got to take a pick right uh, I'm going to be taking uh, South Dakota State minus four. I think it's going to be close. I, I think I could see it being a three-point game, which kind of makes me nervous. But I also see it at, at being a touchdown game. I think Mark Ranowski out of South Dakota State is just too good of a quarterback. Uh, I'm not saying that Schmidt, the quarterback for Sam Houston, is not good. I just think that when you line them up, I feel, I feel like South Dakota State has as good a defense but a better offense. Uh, so they kind of split hairs at defense. But the offense is so much better. It is in Texas. Uh, Sam Houston is not going to have to travel super far. South Dakota State has a little bit more. I would have taken South Dakota State over JMU just for the fact that they flew to Texas, back to uh, Virginia, back to Texas again. Uh, travel has a lot to do with it and, and, and just those kind of outside factors as well. But that's my opinion. I think I would take the minus four. I think it's going to be a, a fairly mid-level game, uh, you know, a 31 to 24 game, uh, something like that, uh, you know, in the realm of that. But the minus four, because I said it's minus four, my my final prediction, I, I believe I'm just going to take it 28-24 for South Dakota State. And uh, normally I don't I don't do final predictions just for the national championship game, so I'm excited for that and going forward. Next up, um, as far as another prediction. I will make a prediction. I think that North Dakota State is going to be back. Now, you're going to say that's a silly prediction, but I see them uh, rising to the top of the Missouri Valley uh, next year. I'm going to say that they they are, are going to come back. They're going to, they're going to get a seed in, uh, of the top eight in the next season. Uh, there was a lot after the loss to Sam Houston. A lot of it played, you know, kind of like, oh, is this the end of the era, end of a dynasty? No, it's not. It's just, you know, a pit stop along the way. I think it was a weird spring. 
and I think they're going to be back. I still think I don't, I don't think they're invincible, but I would not write this team off. Uh, you know, the great investor Warren Buffett talks about. Uh, you know, you, you, you buy value, number one, and uh, when in, in, in stocks, you, you buy the dip, right? Right now, North Dakota State has the biggest dip that they've had in the last probably three years, and I'm going to buy their stock, if, if that is such a thing. Buy, buy, buy. Now, it's like, well, you know, what are you doing? This is like this is like Google or Amazon. This is these are huge stocks. These are huge companies. Well, their stock drops a little bit from a day to day basis. You know, quarter to quarter basis. Apple still has dips. Buy the dip. Look at North Dakota State. Uh, there's, I mean, I kind of think of it like that just because uh, of my my business school training and and that's what I got my degree in and and I love the ec economics of everything and uh, going to be studying that later on. But uh, buy them don't sell it south dakota state if they win this game it's going to be you know the new kings of the missouri valley they're going to be talking a lot about that you know again this is all preface if they win and i think that they're going to win that's my prediction and so that's just kind of a, a, a conjunction uh one as well and then finally um I believe that uh, FCS football next season is going to be more popular than ever. Uh, viewership was, uh, as far as semifinal games, was about the same. But I think more people have kind of seen the FCS, seen how much fun it is, seen the talent that's there. And I really think that we're going to be seeing a lot more fans uh, really jumping onto some of these teams and really falling in love. A lot of people loved the Camels. Uh, a lot of people are liking the Jackrabbits right now, and hopefully they come over. So those are kind of my predictions. Also, I uh, next week I'll be doing a few more of what I think the fall season is going to be looking like. Anyway, this has been Get the Ball Rolling. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and uh, let me know uh, what you guys think. Uh, we love talking to our fans. We love, you know, kind of doing those things. So anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful and safe weekend. Watch the National Championship game. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. Stay safe and let's keep the ball rolling.